Welcome to Life's Rich Tapestry, a podcast exploring the narrative of people's layered lives. Listen in on courageous conversations spoken from the heart. Gain insight into another's life as we tackle compelling topics which will expand your mind, help you gain perspective, and might even inspire you to do things differently. My name is Evelyn, and I look forward to your company. And welcome to another episode of Life's Rich Tapestry. Now, at this moment in New South Wales, Australia, we are celebrating Christmas. So what does Christmas mean to you? Christmas means something different to each of us. For many, it's an annual festival commemorating the birth of Jesus Christ, observed primarily on the 25th of December as a religious and cultural celebration among billions of people around the world. Now, we all have different beliefs, and no matter what our belief, we should be able to share love and kindness over the holiday period. But the truth is, it's been a rather difficult year. And today, I am with a young gentleman named Daniel Lucas. He was born on this day, 1999, and he has turned 22 today. So I wanted to welcome him onto the show and just to get a little bit of a different perspective because he's from Gen Z. So I would like to welcome him and just see what he thinks about what's been happening and just his thoughts. So welcome to the show, Daniel. Thank you so much for being with me here Thank today. You. Yeah, it's it's an absolute pleasure. So I just wanted to start off with um with you being born on Christmas Day. Has that been uh, what has that been like being born on Christmas Day? I can't even imagine. Um, it's, I mean, it's been pretty normal the last couple of years as I've gotten older, but it was a big deal when I was in my youth, a younger kid. Right. So right. I used to have parties, kids coming over, yep. the whole class. But now as I've gotten older, it's more about family relating to and finding that middle ground, that peace with everyone around me. Yeah. That equality. And it's about, yeah, it's about keeping these memories for until you die, yeah. until your deathbed. Right. They, they remain internal. They never go away. Yeah. It's more that than the presence because things go to dust eventually, but these memories, they never go away if you keep on to them. Yeah. No, that's great. That's ac- excellent. So you're from Gen Z. Um, now, it's been a challenging year. Uh, has it been rather challenging for you this year or what have you thought about it? I mean, yes and no. I've been able to shut down media, external forces that may be hindering my growth in certain areas. Um, in in some ways, though, there've been other forces. Like I've, I've been in the middle ground between what side of my friends are on. Like they very have different views, and some people only have ambivalence towards it, mixed feelings. Yeah, it's been very divisive, hasn't it, Extremely. this past year? Because uh, people are on usually one side or the the other. Well, we don't want to create too too big of a debate. So, um, what challenges have you faced this year for yourself? Obviously, a lot of anxiety. Yeah. A crap ton of anxiety, to say the least. Yeah. Increased trepidation, increased pusillanimous. Um, really, really um, hard to socially climatize. It, it's been easier to stay inside, yeah. especially as already as an introvert. It's been quite easy to stay inside already. And um, what's also been hard is it's 
given me some misanthropic traits towards a lot of people, like a hatred towards most people unnecessarily based on what's been going on. Okay, so can you explain that? Well, um, misanthrope basically means a hatred towards society or people, but misanthrope means like towards most people. And I realized that this state of mind wasn't healthy for me. Like this deep hatred I was mm. getting for towards like life and everyone, and I wanted to get get rid of it. And how I got rid of it was by going out more, spending more time with people, getting different views, because it was cre- making me very close minded. The pandemic, being stuck inside with my own thought processes and creating these false prejudices based on my past experiences on people that I needed to get rid of. Okay. And and did you, were these thoughts, were they building up during the lockdown or? They were building up mainly during the lockdown, but throughout the whole time, there was a big anger towards society right, as a whole. Right. And, and when you say anger towards society, maybe like people telling you what to do. Yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, it's been it's been a bit difficult and it is a bit of a divisive topic. Um and it's still going on. So we have this space to figure out what is going on. Mm. Um and um so I guess the question I wanted to ask, so you're feeling a bit anger um and your tendencies that were coming up. Um, was it at the beginning of the lockdown or, or? I guess for a lot of individuals mm-hmm. where anxiety and anger can stem from is trying to control the uncontrollable. That's one of the big things. And sometimes when there's an individual who likes to have a lot of control, so you like, you get these extroverts, these people yeah. that like to control many aspects of their lives. And then there's something that comes along. So you, this pandemic is the first in its kind of history that people really witnessed of this scale, right? Right. On a worldwide ubiquitous mm-hmm. scale. And now a lot of individuals who are used to controlling a lot of aspects of lives, they can't anymore. Right. And then that's creating a lot of stress, anger, however these individuals react to these things, these circumstances. People react to it differently. Right. Whether they get use it in anger, mm-hmm. anxiety, or whatever it may be or running away from the problem, or being rebellious. So people deal with these problems differently. And how did you deal with these problems? I deal with it by uh, being a recluse in solitude, by obviously showing emittance of anger, obviously, and other things. But um, I I did have moments of anger, but compared to other people I know, it wasn't as bad, no. Okay, okay. And were you able to uh, talk to anybody about these sort of feelings you were having um, to help you? Not really. Not even my psychologist, interestingly enough. Oh, okay. Because um, obviously I was nervous mentioning my views to a lot of people. I was, you know, I was feared that I would get angry by people scrutinizing my views because I felt like there was a lot of that. Right, right, right. Um, so the, the way you're feeling right now, do you feel a lot of people are feeling this way? I definitely feel like there are, um, mainly younger people, but older people as well, obviously. Yeah. Do you think it's, it's just people telling you what to do? Is that, is that, that it? It is. It's that, and it's just a fear for an uncertainty of a future that we don't know it's like with our desires, uh, the unwanted weight of our desires and where we want to go with it is already a big problem for youth. Yep. Now, Adam, with all these things that are happening on, now you can agree or disagree with what's going on and how the authorities and other things are dealing with this, but it's it's been very difficult and it's yeah. created more of a 
a brick wall to the youth and where they want to go with it and the questioning attitude. Yeah, like, yeah, it, it is. But it's not, I don't know if it's just the youth because I. No, it's I, not. It's, it's older uh, people yeah, as well. Yeah, it is older, older people feeling quite. A lot um, of people. Quite helpless. Um, and and so, what do you think about? Uh, so, you were born during a time when the internet was just coming out and social media was really coming out. What, what do you think? Um, do you like social media or? Yes and no. So, social media was originally used for college students to get in touch. Yep. Mm-hmm. As they go on holidays and what, and then eventually it started getting bigger, like with marketing and all those things and what people would use it for. Now, I feel like I don't like it in recent time when it's been representing. Yeah, because a lot of people do get their news from social media. They get the news, and a lot of Mm -hmm. it is false news. And the problem with a lot of this is we don't go through a lot of processes and a way of thinking now. We get instant gratification quickly with information overload. Or the wrong things. We don't go through that. The verification, what you used to go through when doing elongated learning. Now, Mm -hmm. people have become ultra-crepidarians now, know-it-alls to a lot of facts, without deep-rooted knowledge of the facts, Mm -hmm. what they're getting. So that's a big problem. You're getting – we're in a period where a lot of people are know-it-alls. Yeah. And it's easy to be a know-it-all when you're on the internet and say your facts. Yeah, yeah. Um, When really a lot of people don't know it all. That's right. So it's a problem and we're getting – it's a period of entitlement from a lot of people, mainly young people, mm. and it's it's a big problem, Facebook, also for depression rates have skyrocketed drastically since internet and not just the internet but mainly since noticeably since social media has come out. Uh, do, do you think your maybe your generation is a little bit more self-aware or maybe – more open to expressing that they do have mental health issues. Um, I do. Yes, I do. Um, There's a big problem, though, with that is they're forgetting to talk to real people, expressing it. That's interesting. They're expressing their their feelings towards individuals that don't even know them. And they're not getting that that deep interpersonal connection with a real person Ah, that, they can release. Yeah, because I do. I do see things on social media as well where people have totally like put their uh, put their heart out there on a post. Mm. Uh, so I believe that's making them actually more depressed by putting their heart out on social media because yeah. they feel even more lost that way. And they that feel- they can't talk to someone face to face, so they have to do it on a virtual platform. Well, that's interesting. I, I never even thought of, thought about that. But, but look, the problem now is we a lot of us don't have the coping mechanisms to actually talk to people and get through these problems because you need to you need to get different points of views to get through these problems. You need other, and it's okay to ask for help when you're going through this struggle. We all have these moments of struggle. Yeah, and and for you, how do you get through through these moments of uh, of struggle? Obviously, I've I, I have a counselor now, if you will. His name's Ben, and he's been helping with these problems. I've been more open and mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. understanding of my fallibilities. I'm not perfect. So I'm going to have these moments throughout my life. Yeah, it's going to be yeah. a struggle. It's not going to be easy. Right, right, right. And just talking to these people mm-hmm. and making sure that person has empathy, pathos immediately in them, and then that there's reciprocation between the two of you, and they're not. Like going to laugh at you behind your back. Yep. Because, you know, with Facebook, it can create a lot of questioning attitudes. Like, are these people laughing at me at what I said? But the good thing about doing it face-to-face, you get what you get. You get the automatic yes, response. Yes, instantly. Yeah. Yep. But on Facebook, you don't know. Yeah. Or social media of any kind, you don't know. Yeah. 
So, so you do you feel that you have been through your life? It's been a bit of being quite anxious around people in normal sort of uh, social settings. Is that correct? Definitely, definitely, yeah, yeah. Now, um, so what what do you, what are your hopes for the future? Then, when you think of what's happening now, and what do you think? I hope you I hope you feel that the future is somewhat bright. I mean, do you uh, because it. it it sounds really hard right now, or it sounds a bit depressing. So, w- w- what are your thoughts about the future? I feel like the future's bright for the Earth. Okay. For the Earth, that is, not for humans. The question <sighs> is, you know, people will have the idea, this conceit, this ego to say that the world's ending. No, the world's not ending. We're ending because we're letting it happen. All, All these right. things. See, the greatest threat to civilization lays not with any physical force or disease. It's our inability to do for our own, you know, psyche, our own mindsets, the downfall of humankind. Right, right. These things protruded from media, these false ideas, the unwanted weight of our own desires, addiction to materialistic things. Wow. All these things are the the downfall of society more than any pandemic, more than anything. The world's not ending, Right. The planet's been here for 4.6 billion years, and we think a little bit of plastic is going to end it? No. The reversal magnetic of the poles, meteorites wow. hitting the Earth, for 4.6 billion years before, and humans in our current form that we see it now have only been here 100,000 to 200,000 years in the form that we identify as now. Right. So we feel like, no, we're going to be long gone, and the Earth is going to keep going for another billion years at least after we die. I bet yeah. you. Yeah. So, you, so uh, with climate change and all that, you don't. What do you think about climate change? I think a lot of it's overhyped, obviously, and a lot of um, environmentalists they really don't care in the abstract way of thinking. They just want to make sure that they live in a comfortable place. No, they don't care about the planet. Right. Right. Okay. In the deep way of thinking, no, they don't. Wow. Wow. So, so your your way of thinking. Have you, how have you come up with your way of thinking? Has it just been something that, because uh, you're rather deep for a young young man, um, have you just been reading a lot or you absorb information? A lot of things. Well, I, I spend less time on technology compared to, I'd say, 95% of kids my own age group. And that, that gives me a creative, abstract way of thinking mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, a way that's not general. To a lot of the population. See, yeah. a lot of us get these 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 similar ideas from things we see on the internet over and over. And I feel like to create the best organic abstract way of creative thinking, yeah, sometimes you just have to be with your mind. Okay. No no technology, no phone, walking, thinking. Right, right. And actually seeing. Because a lot of us don't see. That makes sense? Yes, that does make sense. Because okay. we're so in our head with these things that really don't matter, we forget to see. What's truly around us? Okay, wow. And we forget the meaning of life. Wow, that is that is really amazing. Okay, so so what do you think is the meaning of life? They say that obviously it's finding your purpose, getting that job, and then pretty much working, having a family, and the diet. Well, it's interesting because there's a lot of kids they're questioning that now. What is our purpose? And really, no one really knows what the purpose of life is. Yeah. Deeply. And I'm, yeah. I have to be honest with you, I don't even know the purpose of life at this point in time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe the purpose legacy is the purpose of life for the energy and things you gave out to people towards your lifetime more than money. 
So it doesn't matter if you're poor. If you're poor and you give out a legacy, that's better than any billionaire. It's It's the energy you gave off and the people you inspired during your lifetime. I believe that's one of the biggest purposes in every person's life. And whatever divergency that may be. Mm-hmm. But the overall answer I do not have at this point in time yeah. or what our true purpose is. Well, I think you're sort of on the right track, though, to uh, or you, to figure it out, um, and and you've got a good a good head on your shoulders. So, what what now? What is up for you, uh, Daniel Lucas, for for the future? What have you been thinking about for your future? Obviously, I've been thinking of a multitude of things. Um, it's probably something in creative endeavor. Okay, keep on absorbing, keep on being open-minded to different ideas and not being closed-minded. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, probably something in the lines of philosophy, like all these logistical thinking type careers perhaps. Yeah. But obviously something where I get a challenge from it. Yeah. You yeah. need that constant challenge for growth, that stimulation yeah. that will always be there. Because I feel like when people get to that pinnacle, they stop being motivated. They, they lose that drive, that fire within Right. So what, what do you mean, again, when they get to that pinnacle? You mean Like, for instance, if you okay. look at some famous athletes, yep. like the ones at the best of the best, when they reach the top, they've got all these things, they lose that drive. Got it. Okay, so when people reach the pinnacle of yeah. their career, of they kind whatever, of lose that drive goes they away. lose that drive. The yeah. drive goes away. I, I can I can relate to that. So to keep on learning and... Um, to do things you suck at. Like when you, if you like maybe reach the peak of your career, like yep. you're the best yep. of the best, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. then do something you suck at oh. to build humility. Right. Obviously right. to understand that, yes, I'm really good at this. I'm the best at it, yep. but I'm not the best at everything. Right. I'm a human like the rest of them. And then that I'll go through challenges. Right, right, right. Well, that's, uh, that is, thank you so much for, uh, for being, um, for letting me know about your perspective. It's really opened my mind, a young, young man who thinks this way, because you, I often think young adults don't think this way. They think, you know, going out, having a good time. Oh, it's been a bit difficult, hasn't it? Because of, because uh, of the lockdown and masks and, and everything. But, um, but you have, during this time, you've just been studying and going, studying and going inward, um, and spending time with older adults, haven't you? Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, everyone, if I can, I've been spending more time with younger people, my own age and younger actually now. Yeah. Because some of them do have good perspectives and it's good to kind of conglomerate the different perspectives to get a greater perspective for yourself. Right. That's right. the problem I have for a lot of individuals just hanging out with one age group because yep. it's singled out to one perspective, normally yep. for the most part. Yeah. But yeah. when you hang out with a ride of people, you can develop your own thesis, your own abstract way of thinking when you get this. So, for instance, you pin these out, all these little boxes of ideas, then you make your own concoction from all of them to create this greater idea okay. and use them to help. And that's where I where being open-minded helps. When you're close-minded, your abstract thinking is affected greatly. Yeah, of course, of course, definitely, definitely. So I think you're you're on the right track, uh, Daniel. It's been such a pleasure having you on the show today, on your birthday, 22 years old, uh, a big double-digit year. And um, yeah, so thank you so much. I'm thank you. really, really grateful. Thank you. Thank you so much for your company. Please tune in next week to Life's Rich Tapestry, where you will hear another courageous conversation spoken from the heart.